This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. This is Vernon, and I'm so uh, excited to uh, be with you this morning. Uh, well, for me this morning. I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, isn't it exciting to see how God is moving? And we often talk about how this world, so much, so many things going wrong in this world, and there are, no doubt, and we see things just happening all around us. Uh, and right now, whether it's the revival that we've, and God just seems to be just moving in such an incredible way in Asbury, uh, that uh, uh, the uh, the college that has just, uh, God has just decided to really just manifest uh, his grace and goodness and love through all that's going on there. And it's just expanded uh, in so many places. Isn't that, that's just exciting. It's great. Uh, it's wonderful to see that, and I believe that uh, you can see that in your own family. You can see it in your own personal walk, in your own personal journey. Uh, you can see the Spirit of God moving. You can see the spiritual, and I've been reminded recently that um, there are just spiritual forces at work. God's Spirit is moving, but there's uh, opposition uh, that wants to counter that and come against that and wants to come against you. And we need to be aware of it. But we don't need to be necessarily scared of it. We need to understand who we are and understand that uh, we have the Spirit of God in us as believers in Jesus Christ, uh, that we can stand firm on His authority and stand firm in His power and stand firm in the grace and the freedom where Christ has set us free, as Paul taught so many, 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 many years ago uh, in a letter to the, those uh, in Galatia. And when we talk about this idea of being spiritual, what is that all about? You know, Paul uh, talked about it in so many letters where he wanted to inspart, uh, inspart, or impart some spiritual gift to his uh, readers, those who are hearing him, that they would be established uh, in the faith in his letters uh, to those in Rome. And he said, if you really want to understand what is spiritual, as he's continuing in that letter in Romans 12, 1, maybe a verse that you know very well. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That's spirituality, where you come to God and you present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, that means your very body, yourself, is holy. And you can present that to the Lord. You say, well, you don't know me. And I here's what I do know. 
that as a believer in Jesus Christ, he has made you holy. And you can present yourself where you are as you are right now as a holy sacrifice. Lord Jesus, I present my body to use to touch lives, to impact lives for your kingdom as a holy sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Boy, what a contradiction. But you see, your body is a living sacrifice because the sacrifice has already been made on uh, your behalf by Christ. And your old self was crucified, dead, gone, and you raised up a brand new creation in Christ. And you can present your body as a living and holy sacrifice for his service and acceptable to God. You are acceptable. You don't have to clean up. He's cleaned you up already in Christ. And you are acceptable to him. That is spiritual. That's your spiritual worship to the God of the universe is to say, thank you, here I am. Lord, use me. I like how uh, when Paul was writing to those in Corinth, and Corinth was just, uh, it was just messed up. It was, you know, messed up. The Vegas, maybe Las Vegas of the area. But uh, he was writing to them, and he said some just very interesting things about the Spirit, about God's Spirit. And, you know, to get that little bit of uh, context, he said in, say, in verse uh, chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, verse 10, he said, for to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. God reveals through his Spirit. He said, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. And his spirit lives in you. And so he, he continues, he says, for who among people knows the thoughts of a person except the spirit of a person that is in him? It's like, you know your own thoughts, right? Well, so also the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit who is from God. Yeah, the same spirit who knows all the thoughts of God lives inside you, lives inside me, is joined together with my spirit. We're joined and united together. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Now that is incredible. When we talk about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, that intimate relationship 
is the union that we have with the Spirit of God in us. You right now, already, by God's grace, have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ because you are united with him in your spirit. In your spirit, you know your own thoughts. His spirit knows the depths and the thoughts of the creator of the universe and you are united and joined together with him so that you may know the things freely given to us by God. That is incredible. And that's why we need to take time and make time to be still. There's so many things distracting our minds, so many distractions, and they're not all bad distractions. But we need to make time to listen and to ask the Father, reveal yourself. What would you have me to know today? What would you have me understand today about you, Father? Help me to know you. And then just listen. And we, and we do know him through his word, absolutely. But there are infinite amounts of understanding through his spirit that we can know. And then Paul says, you know, we also speak these things in verse 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining those and spiritual thoughts with spiritual words is what it says in the New American Standard, but that those the words, thoughts, and words aren't there. It's it's really combining spiritual with spiritual, combining what we are understanding from the Spirit with those words that are given to us by the Spirit. And do you know those words will always be in humility and grace? The truth that is revealed to us is always going to be right, 100% aligned with the truth revealed in His Word. And often it's that truth and the thoughts that are so unique in the spirit for my particular circumstance that the word might say humble ourselves and it's like what does that mean for me right now well the word for me is in this circumstance and the context for me is in this specific way and i think that's often you know, often we talk, you hear people saying they're going to give a word. I want to give a word to you. And I'm not saying that's a wrong thing. I think 
before we give a word to someone else from the Lord, I think the Lord is perfectly capable of giving that word to that person. I think the word always encourages us to encourage one another and to build up one another. But I think when it comes to those specific uniqueness of someone's life, it's generally best to just leave that up to the Holy Spirit. Let us encourage in, in, in truth, encourage them to seek the counselor, encourage them to seek the one who loves them, and to let them know, yes, they are loved. Let them know they are valuable. Let them know that they have purpose. But sometimes when we get a little too specific, maybe that can be more meddling than the word from the Lord. I don't know. I'll Again, I leave that to the Lord. But sometimes that, it just rubs me wrong when I hear someone always giving someone else a word from the Lord. I don't know where you are on that, but for me, I'd rather uh, trust the Lord to give it to them, and I'd rather just encourage them directly just from the Word, and encourage them by being present, encourage them by just listening to their story, not trying to fix them, let the Lord do that, but encourage them by listening, being present, encouraging them that, yes, what the Word says is true, they are brand new in Christ. They are victorious in Christ. Absolutely. And let the Holy Spirit cement that in their soul. So this idea of, uh, of being spiritual that and the spiritual forces at work and God's Spirit that's moving, I think the outpouring of that is always love is always humility. I think that's the very foundation of this idea of being spiritual and experiencing, uh, experiencing that spiritual awakening, experiencing the truth that God is present. He says it in his word. We read it. He never leaves us nor forsakes us, yet we don't experience it. Well, we can practice just experiencing and recognizing and believing that, yes, he is present. And if you believe that, then well, it follows that there are other spiritual forces that are present at work to come against you and to speak lies to you. And that's half the battle is recognizing the deception at work, recognizing the lies, taking those lies and casting them out and replacing them with the very truth that sets us free. That is the journey that we're all on. Being spiritual with one another is like he wrote into the Galatians in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. When uh, He says, brothers and sisters, 
even if a person is caught in any wrongdoing. That's any wrongdoing, not just the light and easy ones, but the tough and challenging ones. If a person is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are what? Spiritual. You who are experiencing the presence of God, who are walking in the presence of God, who are walking and manifesting his fruit by allowing the power of Christ to work in you and through you, in your deeds, in your words, you who are spiritual, we are to restore such a person. Restore. That word is to, it's from uh, two words to this kata rizzo. Kata rizzo. Kata is with, alongside, rizzo, to adjust. To fit, finish this. It's this idea of putting something back in its uh, appropriate condition, as Spire Zodiates would say in, in his study, in his um, lexicon of words. To set up, to, to uh, uh, equip. And that's what, that's the idea. And that was my smart thing talking to me (laughs) in the middle of this podcast. If you heard her talking back to me. So when you have smart devices, be careful. Um, But the idea is to mend that which is broken uh, to help and it's to come alongside with them so that's this idea of restoration and it's uh, in the spirit of gentleness that's how we are to work and to love and to relate to one another even those who are in this wrongdoing, any wrongdoing, if we're spiritual, we need to realize that spiritual forces are at work and they were at work in them. And we don't want to get into this blame game and get into this judgmental attitude. We want to realize, you know, spiritual forces are at work in the spiritual Um, God of the universe that's in you and in them if they're a believer, that you are experiencing and recognizing his presence, you want to help and restore that person to recognize and experience that same power that is in them, in the spirit of gentleness. How? By encouraging them in the truth. By coming alongside them in the messiness, sitting with them. 
listening to them and letting them know even though they feel down, they're actually on a high place in Christ because they've been raised up in Christ. They don't see it. Help them to see it. And then give them grace and space and time for the Lord to reveal that to them. But it's in the spirit of gentleness. And I think that's what we miss. And that's what spirituality is. Letting them know that the same Jesus that's in you is in them. And the same Jesus has blessed them with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. The Spirit is at work in such a real way. We're seeing it. Spiritual forces are coming against us. And I think we need to, as those who are walking and experiencing Christ, to take our own Take the authority that we have and have been given in Christ and to pray against and to stand firm against the spiritual forces that come against us, against our families, against those we minister to in love and to pray because you have more power than you know in Christ. You have more authority than you realize in Christ. And there are more spiritual forces coming against you than you understand. And so step up to the plate. Get in the game. Walk empowered. Pray empowered. Minister empowered and minister in gentleness, but confidence. Because you have the God of the universe in you and the same Christ that walked this planet and loved those who felt unlovable, healed those who had no idea who he was, Sought no glory. In fact, said, don't tell anybody who did this. It wasn't time. That same Jesus is in you and is expressing his life of grace and humility and power in you and through you. That's spiritual. And Paul warned in his letter so many years ago, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And when you have struggles in your marriage, struggles in your friendships, struggles in your church, realize that especially those who are believers and even those who are not, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces 
of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenlies. Ephesians 6.12 There are forces working against governments, working in concert with governments, forces and powers that are working against authority, working through authorities. They're spiritual forces in play. Don't be naive. They're there. What is your weapon against those forces? We have weapons against those forces. Paul was talking through it in Ephesians 6, 12. And he said this in verse 13 of chapter 6. He just told you there's spiritual forces. He says, take up the full armor of God. And that's not some routine that you do and you know, put it's uh, but it is a call to arms so that you may be able to resist on the evil day and then it says and having done everything you stand firm often it's just standing firm how standing firm having put on the belt belted your waist with truth. It starts with truth. Knowing the truth of who you are, what God has done in you and through you. Having already put on the breastplate of righteousness. Having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel, the good news of peace, peace with God, peace in your heart, peace with who you are. In addition to all that, taking up the shield of faith in which you're able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one because they're coming at you every day those flaming accusations, those flaming thoughts and deceptions coming at you. It's the shield of faith that says, I don't see you and I don't see, I don't even see my righteousness. I know it, but I'm going to by faith believe it. And I'm putting on my helmet of salvation that's protecting my head my deliverer, my deliverance that I already have in Christ. And my sword, which is the word of God. Thank you for the word of God that I can fight the battle. The battle is often fighting in my mind because the, the flaming arrows are coming at me with deception And I can battle that with the truth. And I just pray for you that you would know that the battle is always the Lord's, always the Lord's. 
and he's won the battle. So you can stand firm, as Paul says in Galatians, in the freedom where Christ has set you free. Spiritual forces are at work. God is pouring out his spirit in such incredible ways. The enemy is coming against it. Are you ready? I encourage you today. Be spiritual. Walk in humility. Walk in power. Realize that the God of this universe is joined himself with your spirit as a believer in Jesus Christ. Take time to learn the depths of God and then just smile and stand firm in his freedom. And that right there is how you can stop talking about all of this and actually start walking in his truth. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.